0: Hey guys, welcome into another episode of the Wolverine live recruiting show here exclusively on the Wolverine YouTube channel. If you're not a subscriber to our YouTube channel, make sure to smash that subscribe button. Like this video, it helps us get in front of other Michigan fans so we have more questions, more things to talk about uh, other than Spygate. So make sure to like the video. Subscribe, tonight's podcast is brought to you by Susie Surma. Is now the time you should sell? The market is definitely hot for sellers. The key is still having the right agent list your home to maximize your potential earnings. Having the right realtor can change the outcome substantially. It's extremely important to have someone who will give you honest advice and provide a marketing strategy. Susie Serm is the local expert that can help you throughout the process. We all have questions like, are you ready to make the move but not sure when to start? Contact Suzy Surma today. She will answer all those questions on preparing your home for the market. Is my home ready to list? A great realtor can be a difference maker on how much your home sells for and how quickly. Susie Surma's listing evaluation includes a marketing strategy plan. Contact her today to book an appointment. It's a big decision to sell your home. And I know I want, I would want an experienced agent like Susie Surma on my side. Contact Suzy Sermon to start your customized home evaluation today. Call her at 248-767-5633 or email her at susie at M-O-T-U-S-R-E dot com. So shout out again to Susie. I'm going to consider buying a home. I'm tired of renting. I'm sure some of you guys are too. So make sure to hit up Suzy if you're also um, thinking about buying a home. All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into the questions for tonight's show. Let's go ahead and start off with John A. Schultz. Question about a few 2025 offensive line targets who are slash may visit for the Ohio State game. Where does Michigan stand with Rowan Byrne and Jack Lange? So, yeah, let's go ahead and start off with Rowan Byrne. Who I had a chance to see live last month uh, when Iona Prep took on Bergen Catholic in a battle of uh, two premier teams in the Northeast. And, you know, Byrne is listed as an interior offensive lineman, and that's where I really like him. You know, he's ranked as uh, an on 300 prospect on on three, number 15, interior offensive lineman, number 243 overall recruit in the country's industry ranking is a little lower than that. But, uh, you know, Byrne played tackle for a lot of the game, but I I do think he's a natural guard. He's definitely more of an athletic guard than a true mauler right now. Um, But there's a lot to like about his technique, his feet, his athleticism in the interior. And I think Michigan's in a really good spot. You know, he really likes the big 10 schools, Penn state, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, Ohio State, and then you have Notre Dame really heavily involved as well. Now, the interesting thing about Byrne is he grew up rooting for Notre Dame, but he took um, a couple of visits to Michigan this summer, It really opened his eyes. He has a strong relationship with Sharon Moore. And I think Michigan, you know, may have the slight edge in this recruitment right now. Can they keep that edge? You know, that remains to be seen. But, um, you know, getting him back on campus for a third time for the game against Ohio State would be big. I know that the New York high school football season runs a little long and they always play on Saturdays. So it'll be interesting to see if he's available. I know he had an injury he was going through as well. um, But if they do get him back for a third time, that would be big. I know Jack Land is set to make it for the game against Ohio State. I think we're still learning more about Land right now. He just picked up an offer earlier this month. He's certainly a towering tackle out of Missouri, six foot eight, 275 pounds. So, Andrew Sprague esque, I guess. On three is the only recruiting service that has him rated right now, ranked as the number 18 offensive tackle, number 290. Overall recruiting in the country, you know, the usual suspects that are kind of in that regional area are involved, Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas State, Missouri. I think we'll know a lot more about where Michigan really stands with Lange coming out of his uh, first ever visit, which, again, is set to take place uh, late next month for that game against Ohio State. Now, uh, John did have a follow-up question. He says, what other less talked about offensive line recruits, not the obvious names like Avery Gack and uh, Carter Lowe, should we know that Michigan is targeting? Well, let me go ahead and pull up my little cheat sheet here. Um, Looking at the offensive line board, um, guys that are less talked about. uh, Andrew Babaloa out of Kansas is a guy that recently picked up an offer. He actually has some Midwest ties and I know that our Zach Libby caught up with him and uh, he's really high on Michigan. Another one is Maddie Augustine. I really like Maddie Augustine. Well, there's Babalola's profile. You see he's a top 100 recruit on three, bumped him all the way to the number number 22 recruit in the country, but expect uh, Babalola to make a visit soon. Uh, but one recruit I really like along the offensive line is Matty Augustine out of Connecticut. Um, he's a non-300 prospect, or was a on-300 prospect. I guess he got dropped here, but he's still a four-star on the industry ranking, and uh, I definitely don't agree with the drop. I saw him uh, last month when Brunswick School scrimmaged against the Hun School in New Jersey, and he was great, man. He's six foot seven, 265 pounds. He has the frame to keep adding weight. He's a really mean, uh, mauler type at the tackle position, but still looks really good in pass pro. So, you know, Notre Dame is considered the early favorite there, but he is, uh, he did visit Michigan in the summer and is set to be back in Ann Arbor for the game against Ohio state. Another Northeast guy that I'll throw out there is Will Black out of Connecticut, same school as Michigan, commit Manuel Beagle, uh, out at Choate, Rosemary Hall. And if you remember, uh, Michigan landed an offensive lineman from there a couple of cycles ago, Tristan Bounds. So a lot of familiarity uh, with Choate. Will Black recently rose up in the rankings on, on three, now the number 204 overall recruit nationally. Visited Michigan in the summer, looking to get back for that game against Ohio State, Uh, you know, I was out in Connecticut in the spring seeing Beagle at the same time Jesse Minter and Mike Elston were there and they called Sharon Moore from that practice and told him that they needed to get on Will Black. So I think with the the, uh, Beagle connection and just the familiarity at Choate, I think Michigan will be a major player uh, for Will Black. So, you know, those are our three offensive linemen that I think that uh, you know we can talk more about, or we should be talking more about. Um, and John had uh, his last question for offensive line recruiting, and it's which offensive line target is the most Bigfoot, Sasquatch, Yeti-like, a burly, nasty, pancaking mauler? Um, you know, he's. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with someone who's not like a Bigfoot type in the sense of height. But if you're asking for a true mauler, I think Caden Strayhorn is one that really likes to get nasty in the interior of the offensive line. He plays more tackle for IMG Academy. He's actually the thumbnail on this show. But I've seen Strayhorn a couple of times, including in-game against St. Joseph's Prep earlier this season. And, you know, St. Joseph's Prep has talent all over the field, and Strayhorn was uh, serving up pancakes left and right. Now, like I said, he's on the shorter side, about six foot two and a half, 290 pounds. I think he's a guard or, or probably a center at the next level. His father played center at Michigan State, so it wouldn't be surprising to see him uh, end up at that position. Uh, yeah, his dad, you know, is not only a former Michigan State player, but he's also you know, a current analyst for them, but still Strayhorn was in East Lansing this past weekend and was super impressed with Michigan. He got on the phone with Sharon Moore later that night. He's visited Michigan on numerous occasions. He's actually a cousin of Donovan Edwards as well. He's originally from the state of Michigan, so he knows some of the guys on the team as well. Um, including Samaj Morgan, so Amir Herring. So, yeah, there's there's definitely some ties here with Strayhorn in Michigan as well. And with Michigan State kind of in a state of disarray, I think Michigan could potentially land Strayhorn, and he's he's definitely one of those mean maulers that you want in the interior of the offensive line. Let's go down to Tyson Smith and he says, can Michigan flip Jaquan Patterson, top 100 safety, currently committed to Miami out of Chaminade Madonna? Not a lot of buzz with Michigan as of late. Um, you know, I'll say this. I think Michigan still gets him on campus for the game against Ohio State. Remember, Patterson visited Michigan a couple of times before committing to Miami, but neither of those trips were official visits. So I still think he takes his OV to Michigan next month. But I do think Florida State is probably in a better position to flip him. He's been on their campus this fall. Um, You know, it's obviously a little closer to home as well. And I think Miami is still in a decent spot to keep him. You know, Miami's the hometown school. They have a lot to offer in terms of NIL. So, yes, Michigan can still flip Zaquan Patterson, but I think it's really an uphill battle with him. Let's go down to Tyson Smith's next question. And he says, what were Jaden Davis's stats this week? Um, I didn't get tagged in them this week, but I do know Zach Libby puts together a, a commit roundup with stats for every commit over at the Wolverine. So you can check that out. So I do know from reading Zach's, Post that Davis had, I believe, right at 300 yards passing, somewhere around there, three touchdowns and an interception um, in, a la- in a loss to Raven Gap Nicuchi. I always mispronounce that school's name, but they are a really, really good program. I think Davis was something like 25 out of 45. Like he had a ridiculous number of pass attempts because Providence Day was down in that game so those were his stats um for this week I mean Dave is continuing to put together some uh really good stats throughout the season but you know we don't want to get into the uh why is Jaden Davis dropping in the rankings argument uh tonight unless somebody wants to get into that argument then you can ask a question below um, but those were his stats this week and Tyson Smith, Tyson Smith ends his questions with, do you like eggs? That's such a random question. Um, I did collect eggs from the chickens while I was at the farm in uh, in Texas. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know that anybody really hates eggs. I mean, I don't love eggs. Like if you were like, hey, here's some eggs, I'd eat them, but I don't normally, you know, just request eggs um, unless it's like, on a breakfast sandwich or you know what's really good is a fried egg on a burger i'm down for a fried egg on a burger but mostly like if i were to go to like a breakfast joint and they put it on a sandwich that's cool but if you were to be like hey how do you like your eggs cooked cooked with like some bacon and sausage and some pancakes then i'm such a baby and i would go with scrambled eggs and cheese (laughs) that's my go-to with eggs so you know eggs are pretty versatile i mean i I like using eggs when i cook like i made some coconut chicken tenders the other day you have to use some eggs to make that uh you know batter go so yeah i mean eggs are cool (laughs) um before we move on to our next uh subject we do have a message from our other sponsor for tonight's show And that is Barry Gallagher. We want to welcome him to the podcast. He's actually written a book on Lloyd Carr's Michigan football journey. Millions of Michigan Wolverine football fans loved Coach Lloyd Carr Jr. almost as much as he loved the University of Michigan. This insightful book details how an interim coach stepped up for the Michigan Wolverines and won his way into the College Football Hall of Fame. Lloyd Carr's Michigan football journey tells a complete story of coach Lloyd Carr's 28-year journey, 15 years as an assistant and 13 years as a head coach to bring Michigan football back to national prominence and how he kept it there. Coach Carr's incredible work gave Michigan football fans one of the greatest eras of the school's magnificent football history, no losing seasons in 13 years, one national title, five Big Ten championships, and six bowl wins, the most in Wolverine football history. Lloyd Carr won with integrity and no Michigan coaches associated more with more program victories than Lloyd Carr. This book gives you a comprehensive look at the amazing Michigan career of Lloyd Henry Carr Jr. It is full of original research charts, tables, and more that clearly illustrate how Coach Carr became a college football coaching legend. Uh, Rich Hewlett, one of Carr's first players at Michigan, wrote a heartfelt Ford that sets the tone of. Uh, for a closer look at one of college football's greatest coaches. Order your copy today at Amazon or at mdem.com. So definitely get your book. Mine's supposed to be on the way, so definitely encourage any Michigan fan to get that book. You know, I uh, always try to learn more about Michigan football and not being a native Michigander myself, so definitely get on that book. Scan the QR code to order your copy today. It's easy as one, two, three, just hold your phone up uh, to that QR code and that'll send you to the link. And uh, yes, as always, John A. Schulte, like this video if you dislike the NCAA witch hunt, which is aided by Ohio State. Um, Before we get into the questions, one last programming note, make sure to subscribe to the wolverine.com today for $1 for one month that gets you premium insider recruiting information and team information. As we go through this entire sign stealing controversy, you don't want to miss the discussion over at the Wolverine for just $1 for one month. That's $1 for one month at the All right. Ben Rickett says, since Michigan could be losing Sharon Moore to a head coaching job after this season, do you think that it will impact the current offensive line commit? Um, You know, I don't think Sharon Moore leaving would happen until after the early signing period, which takes place in early December. So, uh, no, I don't think it would affect the offensive line commits right now because they would already be signed, right? Um, I do think it would obviously affect the 2025 offensive line recruiting targets. And, you know, Sharon has Michigan In a great spot with a lot of guys that we ran down earlier in the show, Um, you know. But at the same time, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Jim Harbaugh in the NFL again if this NCAA investigation results in coach Harbaugh leaving or or something of that nature, then there's a chance Jerome Moore could be the head coach at Michigan. So that would definitely boost Michigan's chances with some 2025s as well. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, when it comes to the 2024 class, you know, it's not really going to have an effect just because those guys are already going to have signed. Jeff M says, if Bryce Underwood doesn't choose Michigan, which top 2025 quarterback is most likely to go to Michigan, and where would you rank him among the 2025 quarterbacks? The most likely would be Ryan Montgomery, just based on familiarity. I mean, he's a guy that's been to campus a ton. He's been in contact with Jim Harbaugh since he was like a freshman. He's quickly built up a great relationship with Michigan quarterbacks uh, coach Kirk Campbell. Yes, his brother Luke goes to Ohio State, but Ohio State already has its quarterback commit. So, you know, Montgomery's recruitment is pretty wide open. You have Penn State and Kentucky involved, uh, some SEC schools like South Carolina and Florida, but I think Michigan obviously makes the most sense. I think right now Montgomery is trending away a bit because Michigan has prioritized Underwood. So much, but I think Montgomery understands the magnitude of that situation. And I think if Michigan goes full court press for Ryan Montgomery in the spring or in the winter after Bryce makes his decision in January, then I think you could see Michigan start to trend back in the right direction with Montgomery who's having a really, really impressive junior season. I think, you know, I agree with most of the I, I basically I agree with the industry ranking. I think he's a top two fifty. Um, level quarterback that again is having a really really good junior season I mean some other possibilities that Michigan really likes at the quarterback position are Bear Bachmeyer, uh, Longstreet I mean they're they're shooting their shot with George McIntyre as well who's another five-star level prospect the number two quarterback behind Bryce Underwood but uh, I think Montgomery is probably the most likely Tyson Smith says who's the most listened to On your playlist uh for me right now i mean probably uh well i'll just go with (laughs) two guys from my roots i guess i'll go with uh travis scott uh utopia i'm still listening to uh it's a great uh concept album from back to front so probably travis scott right now native texan just like me and then peso pluma Getting some little international flavors. Most of you guys know I am Mexican, so shout out to uh, Peso Pluma. And um, Seven Ropi says, "EJ, do you think that Jordan Marshall and Micah Kapana have the speed and ability to rip off long touchdown runs at the next level, like we've seen from Blake and Donovan?" Um, yeah, I think they complement each other really well. You know, when you look at Jordan Marshall, he's kind of like Blake Quorum in the sense that he's ground and pound between the tackles. He's a really physical back, uh, You know, low center of gravity, runs with a punishing style. Uh, and so I think he's going to slide right into a Blake Corum type role. Um, and I think he could be an every down type of back as well. I also think he can come in and potentially start as a true freshman and be a bell cow. Uh, I know that's kind of a rarity, um, but he could be like his coach, Mike Hart, and come in as a a true freshman. I mean, Marshall has that type of talent. I mean, he's a top 100 running back, number two running back in the country per on three. And, you know, if Blake, uh, you know, Blake's going to be gone, obviously. But if Donovan makes the leap to the NFL as well, that's open competition for Marshall to come in and be that bell cow. And again, I think he's capable of doing that. And I think Micah Capana is a little more like Donovan Edwards in the sense that he's a speedy guy. He's versatile, doesn't get a lot of carries, you know, for his high school team, because they just blow everyone out. Um, But I think on film, you kind of see the speed, you kind of see the ability as a pass catcher as well. He's a nice change of pace. So I think Capana or Cole as well could really slide into that Donovan Edwards type of role as the change of pace back the more receiving option and I saw Cole Cabana do a lot of do a lot as a receiver at the high school level as well Um, P Maximus says how do you feel uh, about us having Cole Cabana, Ben Hall, Jordan Marshall, Micah Coppana and possibly Donovan in our running back next room next year and don't forget about Kalel Mullings Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see how it shakes out. I mean, I think you could easily see, you know, if Donovan stays, you could easily see Mullings in that power back role and Donovan in more of, you know, the role he's seen, except, you know, expanded, getting a lot more touches than he has um, the last several weeks. But, yeah, I think that could easily be your duo in the running back room next year. But let's say Donovan leaves, and I still think Mullings is your power back. And like I said earlier, you have Jordan Marshall, uh, come in and compete with him to potentially be in every down role. I think you have Ben Hall potentially thrown in the mix as a power back. And then you have guys to choose from with Cole Cabana and Micah Cobb as, as your change of pace back if Donovan is gone. So a lot of intriguing pieces, but I'm really excited about Jordan Marshall, man. Like I said, you know, and that's not a diss on Kalel or, uh, or Ben Hall. Like, I just think Jordan Marshall is that good. He can come in and, and definitely, um, definitely make an impact as a true freshman. And uh, let's go ahead and go down to Naru Cordero. I have no clue what he says because this is Spanish and um, this is Portuguese and not Spanish. And I don't speak Portuguese, but shout out to Naru for joining us from Portugal or Brazil or wherever they speak Portuguese. And uh, Cameron Soder says there's a new update from the Washington post. That seems really bad. Yeah. I was reading that right before the, Show so it'll be interesting to see what um, to see what comes of that. I know the NCAA is supposed to be visiting Michigan tomorrow, so I know Chris Ballas and our team guys will have wall to wall coverage over at the Wolverine. For remember one dollar for one month at thewolverine.com. Jorge says hello, legendary EJ Holland. Uh, any update on Nitro Tuggle? Uh, The latest we've heard is Michigan still trying to get Tuggle on campus for the game against Purdue on November 4th. So that's already next weekend, not this weekend, but the following, obviously, Michigan is on by this week. Tuggle, of course, is a top 100 prospect out of Indiana. Northwood High School, same school as cornerback commit Josiah Edmond. Now, Edmond is coming in for that game against Purdue and uh it wouldn't be surprising to see Tuggle join him like i said staff still hopeful he'll come in for that game um but still going to be a tough flip from georgia obviously a lot going on in michigan right now georgia doesn't lose guys unless they you know stop really caring about them um but i think they really want to keep tuggle in the class so that's going to be a tough one uh to win over but i think the edmund connection the familiarity remember tuggle visited michigan before he committed to georgia uh, he already has a relationship with Ron Bellamy, so the door's still open there. Not super optimistic, but I think that um, you know he, he's still an option on the board. I think the the more realistic flip option on the wide receiver board is Chance Wiggins out of Virginia, or who's committed to Virginia Tech. Uh, he's out of Virginia, so you know I know he hasn't tweeted out a Michigan offer, but Michigan is actively recruiting Chance wiggins and i think that's uh that's definitely one to watch um lottie uh, with an angry comment he says ej you might as well stop covering michigan recruiting because they're going to have zero scholarships to give uh out here soon i mean it'll be interesting to see uh what kind of effect this has on recruiting i mean like i mentioned yesterday You know, it has no real effect right now. No, no sanctions have come down. Nobody's been fired or anything like that. The only person that's been put on leave is Connor Salians. You know, Um, I talked to, you know, a handful of the commits and they're still locked in and there's been social media support from the commits, So no real movement with recruiting. I think we're kind of just on a wait and see you know, in a wait and see mode and and just see what happens with all of this. And I think tomorrow could give us some more clarity. Um, Josh Jackson uh, says other than Marshall, who else in the class has five-star potential? I don't have including Marshall. I don't have anybody in this class graded in the five-star range. I I have Jordan Marshall in the top 100 range and the other guys I have, you know, graded in that top 100 are Andrew Sprague, and and all these guys could easily end up playing like five stars, you know, if I'm saying Jordan Marshall could start as a true freshman, I mean, that is pretty much a five-star level player, um, but I, I have him graded just outside the top 100, but Andrew Sprague, would be another you know guy that I have in the top 100 that could end up playing like a five star you know I've been high on him since forever obviously he has such intriguing size at six foot eight two hundred and ninety five pounds recently got a bump into the top 100 in the industry rankings and has been putting together some really impressive senior clips and then the guy that's dropped a bit that I think could be you know a five star level player at Michigan is Brady Prescorn. You know, in-state tight end, Michigan always has success at the tight end position. I think Brady Priest Corn is kind of next in line to have a really successful career at the University of Michigan. He's a tall, athletic kid that's not afraid uh, to put his face mask and some pads and do some blocking, but he's a great receiving threat. He's barely inside the top 100 right now after those drops that I mentioned at number 95 nationally. But I'm a big fan of Brady Prescorn, man. Also has a, a really good frame to add some weight and be a special player at Michigan. So I would go with those guys. And it looks like we have our final question from Scott Knapp. So we are ending pretty early tonight. Um, He says, uh, will Michigan take two quarterbacks in the 2025 class? That's a good question. That's a scenario that we really haven't talked about. So if Michigan lands Bryce Underwood, I do not think they'll take two quarterbacks. I think you could see them maybe take another depth guy from the portal. If Michigan misses on Bryce Underwood, I could see two quarterbacks. I've been advocating for Michigan to take two quarterbacks in forever, man. Like, you know, this is it's, – it's Michigan. You know, there are other schools that take two quarterbacks. Georgia has two – two highly rated quarterbacks in this class. Take two quarterbacks. Who cares? Even if, even if you do take Bryce Underwood, I would take some project quarterback. Um, but I, I think you could see two quarterbacks if you don't take Bryce Underwood. Um, I think you could see like a pairing of Ryan Montgomery and some other quarterback that's kind of uh, an upside take, maybe more of an athletic runner type, um, especially since Jaden Davis in 2024 isn't a runner type. And Montgomery can move around, but he's definitely not a true dual threat. So maybe a Montgomery and a dual threat guy, or you just take a high school quarterback and a portal guy. You know, like they, you know, the portal is going to have probably some better options than you can get at the high school level as a second quarterback in your class. So I definitely think it's a it's a concept worth exploring this cycle, especially if they do miss on Bryce Underwood. But obviously the big goal is to land Bryce Underwood. Um, But that's all for tonight, guys. Appreciate you all for joining me, especially with, you know, Spygate going on and not a lot going on with uh, recruiting with us kind of in a holding pattern right now. So, you know, tomorrow's a big day at Michigan with the NCAA coming in. So I can't stress enough to sign up for the Wolverine.com for $1 for one month. You get all my recruiting coverage, but you also get everything going on with the uh, signing scandal right now, which is obviously, the big topic of discussion. Make sure to like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel for free, and we will see you guys next week, which is kind of scary to think about what we're going to be talking about next week. But um, we'll see you guys next Wednesday.